Hey guys, uh, this is Caleb. Uh, support our podcast. We have a listener support segment. With a little, with a little as a dollar, you can support us at a hundred shillings, at a hundred Kenyan shillings. Uh, we need to make uh, better podcasts for you guys. For you guys, we need uh, better microphones, better internet, and because um, most of us are not in the same area. And we really appreciate uh, <clears throat> any support that you give us. Thanks. Hi guys, my name is Kalen. Hey, I'm Delmas. This is Pablo. This is Jabil. This is Kevin. Guys, welcome to the Third World Perspective. We are going to give you a Third World Perspective on all kind of sports. You name them. Beach, NBA, uh, NFL, Beach, F1, uh, beach, F1 <laughs> football. You name them. All kinds of sports. Yes. <laughs> Thank Arsenal. you. Ciao. Um, hey guys, welcome back to the Third World Perspective. Hey guys, welcome back to the Third World Perspective. Uh, my name is Pablo. Welcome back to another episode of TWP Transfers. We're joined by Pablo and Linus. Hello, Pablo. I'm nice, man. What's up? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, man. We're here. Um, this is actually a very beautiful Friday evening, but it's, it'll be Saturday by the time you guys hear this. But we're here to cover the transfers, um, some of the news that are coming in and out of Europe at the moment. Um, we'll start obviously with the topic that I think will rage on until the transfer um, window closes August 31st. Um, this is something that we have talked about multiple times on the podcast. Um, hurricane is still a topic that will rage on. Um, but some news actually broke out, I think, uh, um, a few a few, a few, few days ago, a few weeks ago, perhaps, uh, perhaps a week ago. Um, apparently, um, this is actually news, this was actually news to me. Apparently, Bayern offered um, Robert Lewandowski to Chelsea um, for 80 million pounds, which is 35 million less than what Lukaku posted. So I'm going somewhere with this. Um, Chelsea said no. Um, obviously, they preferred Romelu Lukaku. Romelu Lukaku is now playing. Will will perhaps make his, I think his re-debut, um, uh, basically for Chelsea on Sunday against Arsenal. Um, but this might mean that Robert Lewandowski, perhaps the best striker in the world, is on the market and is available. Um, obviously, Pep has been speaking today. Um, he was asked if his squad is is happy with his squad at the moment. He said that his squad is similar, except as uh, similar to last season, except. Um, Sergio Aguero and Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish with the just brought in and Sergio Aguero just left and obviously that squad um, won the EFL Cup, won the Premier League and and got to the Champions League final. And um they also yeah they also um, got thrashed um in the in the FA Cup semi-final man. Linus man, do you think should Pep go for Robert Lewandowski? Obviously in Southern Germany, should Pep go for Robert Lewandowski if Spurs refuse to sell Harry Kane? go for Robert Lewandowski. I mean, he's in a second form, but he turns 33, I think, tomorrow, if I'm not wrong. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, long term, no, but see, you, you think City, whatever City want to do is win a Champions League, so you're thinking maybe with Lewandowski they could do this, uh, they could do that this season, but then in the long term, where does Sandy Lewandowski leave them? Mm. 
Yeah, obviously Lewandowski is a very good striker, one of the best strikers that we've ever seen, man. Um, I think I think most people most people will underlook. I think strikers can play up until 35, 36, and Lewandowski is a striker who is a talisman for his club and his country as well. Um, but 80 million 80 million euros is a is a little bit of a stretch. Um, I don't know if I said pounds earlier, but it's 80 million euros. 80 million euros is a bit of a stretch. I think City would be happy to pay something close to 60 or some perhaps 50 something for Robert Lewandowski. Lewandowski um, in euros. For me, um, it makes a lot of sense to go for Robert Lewandowski. Like you just said, he's just about to turn 33, but he's a person that can actually. I think you can you can get four very good seasons out of Robert Lewandowski, where he'll score 20 plus goals each season. Um, I, I, I still think he has that in the tongue. But it's it's a situation that is very worrying, man. Obviously, Germany they have very good strikers in Robert Lewandowski and Erling Haaland. Erling Haaland, obviously, in West Germany with Borussia Dortmund. Um, his release clause is 150 million pounds, and um, the amount that actually Daniel Levy is it seems like is insinuating for Hurricane is 150 million pounds, and at the moment it seems like Manchester City are ready to pay 150 million pounds for Hurricane. Doesn't it make much more sense to go for Erling Haaland, who is just, I think, 21 years old, and who his release clause is actually at the moment is 150 million pounds. Does it doesn't it, it make much more sense? Although there's a, there's, there are some strange relationships um, involved here, obviously Mino Raiola and Pep Guardiola as well. But doesn't it, doesn't it make sense, man, for them to push for somebody like a Haaland instead of a Hurricane because it's complicated there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, on if if. Uh, you, you had a, 15 million to spend and you want Hurricane, you'd say Hurricane is the more proven a player, especially in this league. You'd know Hurricane, there's the little risk attached to the thing of Hurricane. On the other hand, if you were to spend it on Haaland, then you'd say Haaland will be, in the long term, value for money. Uh, he's a young player, already looks like a proper talent and can only develop. You, you know, in Haaland, you can also uh, quote uh, <coughs> The prospect of a resale value where he, you might actually uh, be able to offload him for a profit come in the future which is not the same with hurricane so yeah i think going for harland yeah if, if it were up to me then yeah i would i would even if not this season maybe next season I'd, you know i'd say let me step off my search for ken and then try for Arling harland next season yeah obviously Arling harland Arling harland's release clause will will actually have um, it will go down a half, man, in, in the next year. I think next summer his release clause will be 75 million pounds. That's something that Raiola actually put in his in his um, contract. But um, obviously there are strange relationships involved as well. Uh, Mino Raiola and Pep Guardiola, these guys don't get along. Obviously Mino um, said, I think a few a few weeks ago, perhaps a month ago, he said that um, he respects Mino, he respects Guardiola as a, as a coach, as a manager, the way he develops players, the way that he makes teams um, play the best football. But he doesn't respect him personally as, as, a, as an individual. So um, there's, there's also that there's a little bit of a strange relationship. And I think at some point also, um, Erling Haaland was offered to Chelsea. Um, I think I think before, also before they signed Romelu Lukaku, I think the demands of Raiola was something close to a million, perhaps um, 600,000 um, euros, not euros, pounds a week. But um, obviously Chelsea weren't going for that. They, they, they wouldn't touch such a, a wage bill on their books. Uh, but it's a story that will rage on um, in, the, in the summer. Obviously, Nuno has been speaking today regarding Hurricane. Obviously, um, he'll be asked this until until the window closes. 
Um, obviously, speaking again, um, before the, the game in the weekend, um, he said, quote, Hurricane trained today and so good, um, he'll train tomorrow and we'll make a decision. It's the reality, obviously the reality that the situation at the moment is still not resolved, but it's the reality, but we work like this day by day. So it's a situation that we'll keep on covering on the third world perspective, a situation that we'll, we'll keep on monitoring day by day. Um, we'll, we'll basically be on, on the socials, man, trying to see if anything happens, if, any, if there's any updates you guys will get on TWP transfers. Um, but this is this is just um, transfer window drama, man. Linus. Yeah. Yeah, man. This is this is this is just mad, man. Um, but hurricane aside, man, we'll see we'll see how this develops, and we'll cover that for you guys. But hurricane aside, man, there's, there have been some transfers that have happened that you can confirm regarding other strikers. Um, Tammy Abraham has completed um, his move to Roma, obviously on a permanent deal. Barcelona tried to sign him as well according to sky in italy um 40 million euros paid in installments plus 5 million euros in add-ons the deal is said to be until june 2026 um i think 4 million euros slash 5 million salary um net per season so um chelsea have actually have a buyback clause that is valid from june 2023 for double what they paid uh, what they were actually paid for tammy abram for 80 million euros as from 2023 yeah, Lena said, I think you have some news regarding Locatelli, man. Yeah, so, uh, well, let me just <clears throat> mention on the Tammy Abraham case. You know, and I can see it now, I can see the headlines in 2025, uh, Chelsea resigned him for 140 million. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know how, how, how they do tend to do these deals. Okay, so uh, for Locatelli, uh, Juventus have agreed that. A loan deal uh, with mm. with, Sassu- with Sassuolo from Locatelli, and it includes a a buy a buy clause which will be something close to 35 million. Is this euros? Yeah, I believe so. 35 million euros, and yeah, I mean <clears throat> we've already spoken about what Locatelli offers, uh, or rather the player Locatelli is, and how how he'll. Plug the weaknesses that were in Juventus, especially given that the midfield was one of their weakest areas last season, and that you know, under Allegri, when you think when you think of this Juve side, then under Allegri and now uh, trying to slightly fix the issues that they had, you'd see them being a real force, especially in European football and certainly in the in the league this season. Yeah, obviously Allegri back at the helm in Turin at the moment. Um, but like Ambrick, I just remembered something like Ambrick was on the podcast a few weeks ago. Um, if you guys listen to the podcast, TWP transfers, I think episode two, I think it was. Um, he actually reinstated that Juventus are, are, are broke at the moment and that's why they can't sign Locatelli. Obviously, it's a loan deal and um, there's, an, there's a buy option. Um, we'll see if Juventus actually pick him up for real um, whenever they get the money, man. Um, but on to some Arsenal news, man. Um, Arsenal have been very busy this transfer window. Obviously, Arsenal at the moment currently placed 17th on the Premier League table, man. These guys um, are, are in for actually a very difficult season. Obviously, they are playing Chelsea on Sunday, which will be a stunner. Um, I'm sure the Emirates will be rocking. I'm, I'm also expecting, um, actually, 
protest outside the Emirates on Sunday. I think I think there have been some Arsenal fans, some Gunners that have actually been organizing for protests outside the Emirates. We'll see um, how that goes on. But obviously, remember the protests outside Old Trafford. Um, I think a few months ago, perhaps seven, eight months ago. Uh, not seven, eight months. Perhaps I think four, um, four, four. Four five months ago, yeah, four, four five months ago, when the European Super League um, staff came out outside um, Old Trafford, the, that game against Liverpool, my United against Liverpool being postponed, etc., etc. Um, but regarding Arsenal and the business that, are, that they are doing this summer, um, the, Joe, uh, actually Joe Willock, a player that uh, Arsenal fans actually like a lot, um, he has left um, the Emirates for Newcastle for 25 million pounds. This was actually confirmed. Um, a few days ago, um, seven, eight, nine, ten days ago. Um, the latest news that is coming from Arsenal, um, they have actually signed um, Martin Odegaard and Aaron Ramsdale, man. These guys, they have their contracts completed and signed, man, at the moment. Um, Aaron Ramsdale was actually pushing for this move to Arsenal. We know Aaron Ramsdale, he has been relegated for, he has been relegated the last two times. He's been in the Premier League, first with Bournemouth, then Sheffield. I also think he was relegated um, at some point before, but basically the last two times that he has been the number one goalkeeper, his team has gotten relegated. Um, they have also signed Del Madrid midfielder Martin Odegaard. Um, I think the, the fee is that 5 million euros plus 5 million euros in add-ons, which adds to slightly less than 40 million euros. So um, Odegaard actually spent the final half of last season at Arsenal. Um, I think there's also a right of first refusal for Arsenal included in this deal, but the final choice um, will always be up to Odegaard. Um, Arsenal basically are doing a lot of business, man. Linus. Can you actually comment on, on these two transfers, man? Do you think these these are good deals for Arsenal? Uh, yeah, so to begin with, <clears throat> the Odegaard one, yeah, that's a, that's that's some good business, especially for the price. Uh, uh, if you've been following this young man's career, you know he's he has been one of uh, Europe's uh, young prospects, and when whenever whenever he was in the team last season, you saw what he what he'd offer to this Arsenal side. And even what he'll offer, what he'll offer now, because I yeah. think of the game against Brentford, where Arsenal were relying mainly on Kieran Tierney, who is a good player, but you know he's also a left-back. And so if, you, if your left-back yeah. is your most, is your attacking output, then something's wrong. And maybe uh, with Odegaard in the side, he can be that, he can allow Arsenal to play through central areas of, areas of the pitch. You know, he has a good pass, he has good off-the-ball movement and he could cause a lot of trouble and well for the Ramsdale part I think uh, well it's good news because if every team Ramsdale has played as fastest goalkeeper is relegated and Arsenal is 17th then you know take a hint but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. but anyway I think I think he'll be he'll be <laughs> you know you, I have to I have to every chance I get uh, <laughs> But with you know, I think I think it'll be a slight improvement on Leno. Leno hasn't been uh, hasn't really looked like uh, the keeper they thought they'd signed from Leverkusen ever since he arrived. And so yeah, I think I think he'll address those goalkeeping issues that Leno seems susceptible to. But on the whole, on the whole, this 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 is some good business from them. Although you still think maybe they're a centre back short. Um, mm. from actually being a decent side and yeah I mean we'll see we'll see what 
uh, or if they'll do any other business in the market as, as before the market closes. Yeah, obviously Arsenal, man, like you mentioned, Ramsdale, I think for me Ramsdale is a very good, not very good, but actually a good goalkeeper because we haven't, I think I think his peak was at Bournemouth, when Bournemouth was in the Premier League, I think he was, he was I think, top goalkeepers, top 10 goalkeepers in the Premier League then. It, I'd, I'd even go as far as, say, as high up as to say top 7 um, when Bournemouth were actually playing in the Premier League. But regarding Leno, man, I think, for me, I think, I think Leno is a good goalkeeper. I think, obviously, he's a... German number three goalkeeper, I think, but I think he's a, he's a good goalkeeper. I think the problem with goalkeepers is um, you you basically um, cannot win, especially when you have when you have a very bad defense. Regardless of if your team wins four five one, if your defense cannot help you um, basically to keep clean sheets, basically um, to shine and make those um, one or two saves that basically can be your highlights, I think it's very difficult. I think Leno is a, is a good goalkeeper. Um, I, 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 the thing that I understand is um, regarding Ramsdale, they, they obviously sold uh, Martinez, Emi Martinez. Emi Martinez was actually held back at for a long time and he decided to move, make that move to Birmingham. Obviously, he's, at the moment, he's top five goalkeepers in the Premier League at the moment. But it, for me, the, the Ramsdale deal doesn't make, doesn't make too much sense. It means it, it looks like they lost on that one because um, they brought in a backup goalkeeper or someone to actually challenge for the number one position, and yet they lost. They actually lost a goalkeeper that could start for them. They just didn't trust him enough. Um, regarding the 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 Odegaard deal, I think I'll agree with you on that one. Obviously, he has been a talent ever since he joined Madrid. I think um, six seven years ago, um, he has been on multiple um, loan spells all over Europe. I think Odegaard is a player that might just be what they are looking for. Obviously, Smith Rowe is still raw. Um, no pun intended, but I, I think um, I think they, they actually got a good deal on on Odegaard. Ramsdale, um, we'll still we'll have, we'll have to wait and see. Man, obviously there's a tough situation there with two goalkeepers that can actually start number one. Um, but to other man, to other Premier League news, man, Man United, um, they've sent um, a player of theirs on loan. Andreas Pereira makes a loan move. Brazil side Serie A. Obviously, Andreas Pereira is a player that has also moved from multiple teams, had multiple loan spells across Europe. It seems like now he's um, headed to South America to play for Flamengo. Flamengo will not pay any loan fee, but they will share a salary with Manchester United. Flamengo will have 20 million euros buy option in, in 2022, and Man United would receive 20% of any future sale. Man, um, I need to talk about Man United, man. You haven't spoken about uh, my team for so long on this podcast, man. Um, obviously, at the moment, it's Bruno um, number one, uh, basically at that num- for that number 10 role, and Jesse Lingard number two. Andreas Pereira is number three, man. Um, Linus, do you rate Pereira, man? Do you think he's a good player? I think I think he had the talent to be, rather he had the talent to be a good player when he was slightly younger. Now I think he's what, 26, 27? Mm. Uh, he's he's that he's he's a he's you know that Jesse Lingard type type of player who you're thinking maybe could be a good player in a different team but not a player at the level of Manchester United or you know the player that you associate with Manchester United. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you, yeah, you actually know more about him than I do. So. Yeah, obviously the, there's also a, a Donny van de Beek in that equation for that number ten role as well. Um, I, for me, I think I think he's a good player, but I think he's not. It's 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 just 
Man United is such a big club um, with the gravity that actually demands from your players. You need to be good and deliver every single weekend, every single weekend. If you can't do that, it's, it's it's going to be very difficult. I've actually seen people actually um, abusing him online um, when he was playing for us, I think, two seasons ago. Um, it's not nice for him. I know he's a talent. I saw him at Granada when Granada were playing um, in La Liga a few seasons ago. He was very um, influential for them. Also, multiple places that he's been to. I think he, has, he was at Lazio last season on loan as well. Um, it sucks that he can't play for Man United, but... Um, Hopefully he goes to Brazil and does well. Hopefully he realizes his samba football. I think Brazil, Brazilian flair. Um, hopefully he turns out numbers, man, and comes to challenge um, next season. I hope, I hope we don't sell him. I know he's a talent. Um, but other news, man. Southampton, um, James Ward-Prowse, if you guys did listen to the previous episode, you guys, <laughs> you guys should go back and listen to the previous episode, man. Um, it's, it's a belter for Southampton fans, man. Um, Southampton's James Ward-Prowse has actually signed a new contract with Southampton until June 2026. Um, obviously, Linus and Alex, myself included at this moment, believe that Southampton will get relegated this year, this season. But um, this is actually positive news for Southampton fans. James Ward-Prowse has signed a new contract until June 2026. He was actually linked with Aston Villa. It seems at the moment like he'll be staying. Another player that has extended a contract um, at the moment is Patrick Bamford. Patrick Bamford was um, actually linked to Tottenham, man. Um, he signed a contract that will keep him at Leeds until June 2026. Um, Linus, the Bamford um, contract extension actually stands out for me, man. This is, it seems like at the moment he's thinking um, of actually getting that uh, consistent first team football. It seems like at the moment um, he wants to break into that England squad. Obviously, the World Cup is coming up next year. Does this does this extension yeah, make I mean, uh, make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Bamford has before he played with the Leeds, he had played with other clubs in the league, and he had this horrible record where he hardly scored. I think before last season, he had about either a goal or two mm. with I, I I think with Middlesbrough, and so you know at least he's playing his best football. And why would you ever want to leave when when clearly? Uh, the team, uh, the team that you're playing for, has a clear vision. It, uh, you know what you it, um, it has outlined its trajectory and the club it wants to be in this league. So his his saying is <coughs> uh, really uh, his saying is a no-brainer, really, because yeah, you you, you never really want to leave where you're shining and where yeah, you're appreciated I- in the way he is. Yeah, and to think uh, also he's playing for a very good manager in Marcelo Bielsa, and he's playing in a city that actually really loves him. It, it makes a lot of sense, man. Leeds fans always stick up for Patrick Bamford everything, and it makes sense, man. Obviously, he's, he's, a, he's the second. He was the second top um, English striker last season in the Premier League after Harry Kane with 17 goals. So, um, it, it makes a lot of sense, man. Until June 2026, that that means we'll see him um, in a white Leeds shirt for for a few years, man. Five years, five years from now. Um, but basically, in other news, man, in the Premier League, man. Um, obviously, Virgil van Dijk also got that contract extension with Liverpool, I think until 2025 as well. I think Jordan Henderson until 2025 as well. So, um, for me, Liverpool are my favourites to win the league this season. And uh, obviously, with 
some of their players actually being in prime i think they want to cement their legend status um with these contract extensions um other news man watford watford have actually been making been making some headlines man in the crypto world man i know watford fans man they the maybe they maybe some people will see this as ridiculous man but this is actually big man for not only cryptocurrency but for Watford as well man there's a sort of pioneers man Watford will wear the Dogecoin logo on their shirt sleeves this season man Dogecoin obviously is a type of cryptocurrency for you guys um that are new to crypto um the deal is said to be worth 1.3 million dollars which translates at least at least 1.3 million dollars which translates to 700,000 um in pounds there 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 are side man that basically we have we have seen crypto um being um in, in, actually put in sports deals i um, mean other sports but this is the first time that a premier league side basically is dealing in crypto um some players in other sports are actually being they being paid in bitcoin ethereum etc obviously through endorsement deals and such but at the moment it seems like Watford are actually pioneering this in the Premier League um other news they have also signed in a bash midfielder Ozan Tufan um on loan with a buy option oh, I think I think this this is massive news for Watford man it might fly under the radar but this is this is a uh, massive news for Watford man obviously the crypto thing and getting another midfielder for them <laughs> Yeah man. Um I think I think other players man that are, that are that I think um some deals that will will happen this season. I think Chelsea Chelsea um, will do some business. Um I think at the moment Chelsea are fourth when it comes to Premier League teams in terms of spending this summer. Um Chelsea are still working on that co-ended deal with Sevilla. We'll see um if that translates to anything. News from Madrid is that they are also monitoring Saul Niguez which is which is i think Saul Niguez has been looking for for, for a place this summer obviously linked with Barcelona i think a few a few weeks ago um i, I think there was a swap deal with Griezmann um initially um i think talked about there but it seems that won't happen um now that Messi is not in Barcelona but it seems like Chelsea will decide in the coming days whether to actually buy a new midfielder or not obviously the midfield needs for me i think it needs one more addition Saul um is an option that they can get um they are also getting closer i think they're also getting closer to selling Tiemu Bakayoko to AC Milan um uh, i think another chelsea player that has also left the club is olympic leon uh to olympic leon is emerson um, who just who joined them the french side on loan um, after contract extension until june 2023 Um you guys are saying that Chelsea is actually one of the big one of the best clubs in terms of business man these guys are, it seems like they they actually um do multiple things every summer every transfer window Yeah I mean um well they know how to negotiate deals I think whenever the signing players they try to find the best value for a player and also when selling uh also you know you, you know they're very familiar of signing a very large squad uh, you know a lot of young players and then send them sending them out on loans to their various affiliate clubs or other clubs that are interested in sending the players on loan and yeah, i mean yeah chelsea chelsea have how they do their business which seems to work for them because you know given the recent success you can only say this has been a successful um, model to uh, to use 
Yeah, man. Yeah, obviously, um, if you guys didn't catch the episode um, with Alex, um, I think the third episode, man, um, where we're covering Messi's ripple effects on Ligun. Um, you guys can go back and check that out. Obviously, Linus and Alex basically had the deep down uh, on Chelsea and how, how good um, of a business model they actually have um, in West London. Uh, but in other news, man, North London now, Nikola Milenkovic, uh, who was actually linked to Tottenham and West Ham, um, he has extended his contract with Fiorentina until June 2023. I know this will interest Linus a lot. Um, obviously, I think they were, they were in talks with West Ham and that deal, that deal collapsed. Um, he was actually linked to Tottenham, but Tottenham were not preparing any bid to sign him. Obviously, I know Linus likes Milenkovic as a player, uh, what do you make of this? Uh, so, if if you're a Spurs fan, and rather if you follow Spurs football, you'll know of our new director of football, Fabio Paratici, and and everyone who speaks about him speaks about how he works, how for every position he wants to sign, he'll have a list of about 10 players that he'll be negotiating with at the same time. And so I think this Milenkovic deal, uh, was one of those players because we know we know or rather we need another second as a, a center back and i think milenkovic is was just one of those 10 players that he was looking at and trying to see whether they whether uh, he'd be a fit for the club i know we also linked with another center back from bologna uh tomiyasu who can play center back or right back uh there were links with jules kunde though i think those weren't called uh yeah so it's 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 how it's how business is done nowadays where you know in the past spurs would be linked with every player but it would be baseless now it seems that whenever we are linked with a player probably there is some truth to it and we're probably looking at the player as an alternative to to second choice option yeah obviously you guys just bought christian romero man obviously romero played in that um europa league conference defeat man um on Thursday, I think on Thursday, I think yeah, on Thursday yesterday, mm-hmm. yesterday. But um, do, basically, do, do you think do you think is a is a good fit for you guys, man? Obviously, you guys lost with the um by the one goal. Um, but do you think he'll be a success with you guys, man? Or do you think you guys need someone to play alongside him? I, I think I think he needs another player, another because uh, he's he, I, I could draw parallels with Ben White where. He's a good player on the ball, though not what you'd call a physical player. And so I think he needs to him to be able to, you know, clear, to sweep up balls, uh, to win those aerial duels, which isn't one of his strong suits. And so, yes, I mean, that's why you, you hear links with a player like Kazuma, who you see is a, will, would complement uh, Romero in some ways. and. So yes, we uh, Romero has the technique, but he needs a, he needs someone with the physicality besides him. Yeah, obviously, Kurt Zuma has, has been linked with you guys multiple times. It seems like um, that's a conversation that they are considering um, in North London at the moment. Um, but I think I think after the news broke out, Chelsea legend John Terry actually commented on on that tagging Kurt Zuma, asking him not to do it, man. What do you make of it, man? Do you think Zuma would be a success with you guys? Do you would you like him to play for you guys? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Zuma, Zuma is a good player. Zuma has, uh, I mean, ever since he 
broken to the Chelsea scene has always seemed like a decent player, you know, just a bit unlucky here and there. Uh, so yes, he he's he's fast, he's he's he has the physicality, and also what he lacks in technique. Uh, you you think if he's partnered against, uh, or rather if he's partnered with the Romero, then Romero could easily cover, you know, could easily just cover for him. And his Zuma, a backline with Zuma and Romero would be um, a really decent backline where each player has his strengths and whatever the, the strengths of one player tend to cover the weaknesses of the other player, which you think is recipe for good defense. Wow, man, nice perspective, man. I had, I had no idea that actually you rated Zuma that high. Obviously, I think the, the the I think a few I think a season ago, a season or two ago, when he was playing um, on loan at Everton with Michael Keane, I think he had one of his best season ever in the Premier League, man. I think I think he, he just has I think he's a player that that just has some bad spells. Um, obviously, if he'll be successful at Tottenham, um, if this deal will, will still go through, um, we'll wait actually to see if, if that happens. Um, but regarding another player that actually has been linked to Tottenham um, this summer, it seems at the moment it's just Tottenham news, Man City news, uh, Man United is very quiet. I think Chelsea news as well, man. I think it's it's this transfer window is actually very depressing for Man United fans at the moment. Um, another player that has been linked to Tottenham um, Dusan Vlahovic, obviously the striker that we were actually speaking about, we have spoken about multiple times on the third world perspective. It seems like this is a name that can, I think, will also speak on um, up until the transfer window closes. Obviously, he's a player that um, is highly sought after. I think had a very good season with with Fiorentina last season. I think he had 21 goals in Syria, um, and he's still very young. Um, his president, Fiorentina Fiorentina president um, Comiso, actually said. Um, regarding him saying i'm not trying to sell dusan blahovic i've offered him a new contract with increased salary there are clubs interested in signing him but i want blahovic to stay for one more season obviously they're working with a um, on a contract extension for him man um do you, do you think do you think this will happen man do you think he'll, he'll like to because if he gets a contract extension we know he's not moving to tottenham um, he's not moving anywhere. Do you think he'll actually sign man an, an extension? And because it seems like it's a possibility now. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he'd have to stay because no one, no one, no one wants to pay seventy million for him. I don't think Spurs are willing to. I think also Atletico Madrid have also been linked with him. Are not willing to pay such uh, such a fee. And so probably, I mean, he'll have to look. He'll have to think. Uh, does he wait for another summer and probably does he does he even want to make a move to this uh, these clubs or is he up here at Fiorentina? Uh, so yeah, I think I think the player will have to decide whether whether this would be best for his future going forward. Yeah, man. Obviously, at the moment, Tottenham not among the biggest spenders um, this transfer window, but um, we'll see if 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 anything happens with the hurricane, we know they'll spend some money. But um, knowing Daniel Levy, we know they will not spend much. At the moment, Arsenal are actually leading the, the biggest spenders in the Premier League with 129 million pounds. Obviously, they bought Benoit for 50 million pounds. Um, Sami Lokonga with for 15 million. Nuno Tavares for 7 million pounds. Odegaard 30 million pounds and Ramsdale 24 million pounds. That brings them up to 129 million pounds in total spending. Man United, um, they have spent 114 million pounds. Obviously on just the two players um, um Jadon Sancho for 73 million and um 
um, Varane for 41 million. Man City with 100, obviously the one player Jack Grealish. Chelsea with 97.5, obviously the one player um, Romelu Lukaku. Aston Villa have bought multiple players, so they have spent 93 million pounds. And Leicester are actually the sixth when it comes to biggest spenders um, on 55 million pounds. This is according to Sky Sportsman. Uh, is there anything yeah. that you haven't covered, man? Uh, we could talk about uh, the, the second best player and the rumors around him. <laughs> man, I think the best player in the world, man, has been linked to multiple clubs this season. It seems at the moment like Jose Mendes is actually looking for a team for Cristiano Ronaldo, man, the best player in the world at the moment. Um, uh, for me, it's puzzling. Um, I don't, I don't even know why Turin would consider losing Cristiano Ronaldo. Man, he's an asset. Um, he's a money machine. Is a player that can actually get you deep into the Champions League. Um, obviously, it, we're, we're here to see if Allegri actually likes him and prefers him. Um, obviously, the Serie A has just gotten underway. We'll see if Ronaldo performed in these first few first few games that they play. But Ronaldo actually came out and said that um, he is not is not actually moving to Manchester City. Obviously, he was linked there. He's not moving to Paris Saint Germain. Obviously, he was linked there as well. Linus, man, what do what do you think will happen here? I think he stays, but it should make sense for uh, <clears throat> Juventus to cash in on him. At, you know, he's thirty-seven. And no disrespect, he's still a good, he's still a, a fine player. But you think, you know, to get such a player off the wage bill would be would be a good thing. Uh, thing is, you know, the club he's been linked with include Real Madrid, and there are also rumors of. Paris Saint-Germain, I mean, doesn't look likely. So I think at the end, yeah, you'd have to think of, uh, because he's not there for the long term, you know, uh, Juventus are going through this rebuild, this uh, sort of project of theirs, and just thinking, where does Cristiano fit in all of this? You know, being one of their highest earners, uh, does it have any effect on, 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 on your team in the long-term building? Will it have any effect? Because we did see this under, 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 when we were playing under Andrea Pelo, where he'd always, uh, he'd always, uh, Pelo would always want a tactic where Ronaldo would fit. And at some point, it felt, you felt as if uh, his tactics went against uh, whatever he wanted to implement, went against whatever was expected of him. And so, will Allegri face the same, where you have to you know, find a system that can fit in Ronaldo? I you know thirty seven year old a thirty seven year old Ronaldo and to bring out the best in him and that impacts other players, um uh, other players in this system. And so, and so yeah, I mean yeah. if yeah, anyone I mean, came with a decent offer, I think Juventus should yeah. cash in and you know, just bid him goodbye. Yeah, I'm actually seeing you vioing, man, violating the goat, man. Multiple, multiple times you've said he's that seven. Cristiano is that six years old, man. Um, he's not. Well, he's he's not seven soon. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, at the moment it's um six months until he turns that seven, man. So respect the goat, man. Um, I think I think obviously I agree with you when it comes to the business side. I think Juventus are a side that are in dire need of money, and obviously Cristiano Ronaldo leaving um, Juventus at the moment. I think um, the least they can get for him is 40 million euros. 
Um, I, I think that's the least that they can get for him. I think um, for me, I would actually prefer him to come back to Man United. I think he has unfinished business with us, man. Um, obviously, he, he still he has only 84 goals in the Premier League. Um, I needed I need him to get to 100 plus. So I, I think he has he still has unfinished business um, when it comes to Man United. For me, of all the clubs, I think. 450 goals for Real Madrid. I think that's massive, man. I, I don't, I, I don't want him to go and retire in Real Madrid. I think he has, he has done his, his business um, really well in, in, in Italy. Obviously, he's still yet to get to that 100 Serie A goal mark, but I think he can get that. This, he can get there this season. But I really, I'd really like him to come back, to, to come back to Man United and and finish what he started, man. He need, I think, just for his career. I think it's, it's more. Um, of a reputation thing, man. I think he just needs to get into the handed goal club. That's big for him. Um, but regarding the business, Juventus need to sell, man. Um, I don't think they'll sell this summer. I think he'll stay. Um, but if anything, if he doesn't have a good season with them, or if they, if even if he has a good season, they decide to move away from him. Obviously, they still have Morata there. Um, they still have Chiesa there. They still have um, Mikeni, the young kid from I think Northern Ireland. But um, If they decide to sell, to sell next summer, I think I think that that might be best, man. Um, but if he leaves, I want him to come to Man United. Obviously, next summer we'll we'll not have Edinson Cavani, so the number seven will be will be open for him to just come and take it. Um, I think he can play as an as a as a striker as well. So if he leaves, I'd like him to come to I'd like him to come back home, man. Yeah, is American actually, so. He's wow, man! Up, <laughs> he's been up, he's just you know moved him. I, I don't know how many miles, but sure. Wow! I thought I thought I thought I thought. Oh, McKenny! McKenny sounds like Irish, man. I guess I guess he has Irish roots, right? I wouldn't know, but uh, I know any he plays. Yeah. McKenny, I don't. I don't. Sounds yeah, he's American he's a, for me. Smart. That's smart. Yeah. But um, I think I think a couple of players that will actually mention that have actually extended their contracts, aside from um, Virgil Van Dijk, Jordan Henderson, James Ward-Prowse, Patrick Bamford. Um, I think we also have Karim Benzema, who has extended his contract with Real Madrid until June 2023. His release clause is actually a billion euros, which is mad, man. I don't think anyone will be coming in for Karim Benzema anytime soon, man. This is just Madrid basically being unreasonable. <laughs> Um, Thibaut Couture has also extended his contract with, with Madrid until 2026. Obviously, they'll be unveiling um, the new Santiago Bernabeu this season. Um, I think these players, I think these clubs are actually just taking um, notes on the mistakes that Barcelona made with, with Leo Messi, and they're actually getting these contract extensions um, two years before they're actually done. I think also Man United are working on a construct, contract extension with Paul Pogba at the moment. Obviously, um, he still only has one year left on his contract. His contract ends in 2022. Uh, but another player that has also extended his contract in Europe, Bayern, have uh, extended Joshua Kimmich. Um, his contract until 2025. Um, it seems like Leon Goretzka will be next on the list. Um, yeah, Linus, and the Pogba. <coughs> Yeah, on the Pogba, I thought I thought Pogba Pogba had agreed uh, to run down his contract. I I, I thought so as well. I thought so as well, man. But at the moment, it seems Oli has Oli has been has actually been speaking today. Um, today or yes, uh, I think yesterday. Um, he said that at the moment, uh, Man United is working with. 
Pogba's representatives to see if anything actualizes there, man. Obviously, the rumors that he'll actually run down his contract. Uh, those are rumors in Italy, man. We'll see if anything happens there, man. I don't know uh, if he has any plans to go back to Italy. Obviously, it seems like the possible route for him is either Real Madrid or Paris Saint-Germain. But at the moment, it seems like the, the, um, Mino Raiola is, is actually working on a contract extension with Man United. Yeah, okay. Well, to, to mention something about uh you know um we've seen the messi deal and how the messi deal went down how uh he came in as a free agent and then had you know this contract and the salon fees i think he set up well i don't want to say president because it was something that has been done before but has shown um elite players that you know you could sign a contract with a club uh wait it out and then move to another club on a free mm. and where you can uh, ask for a sign-on fee, in, you know, and and clubs would be more willing to do this other than pay a hefty. Would be more willing to uh, uh, give you a sign-on fee other than pay a hefty transfer fee, because mm-hmm. well, for one, it will always be lesser than what they would have paid for a transfer fee, and second, they can um, sort of spread the amount throughout the length of a contract. So, for example, mm-hmm. in Messi's 25 million case, you you wouldn't think that Paris would give him. At 25 million upfront, instead it would be somehow woven into uh, how his contract is structured, either yearly or monthly. And so, I think, I think, I think, I see Pogba doing the same because he had been linked with uh, PSG. Well, uh, PSG signed Messi, and so I think, I think in his mind, or rather his agent, they do actually know that if he, if and come next summer he'll be a PSG player. I think the same will happen with Mbappe, who also has, uh, who his contract is about to run out, mm-hmm. and his his links with uh, Real Madrid also, you know, will tell him <clears throat> instead of us paying, you know, two hundred million for you, we could give you forty million in seven fees, and you know, a very good contract, which seems, uh, which seems lucrative for him and also his representatives, and so what this does is you're thinking. The younger players, your Alan Haaland, might come. You know, when 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 Alan Haaland is making a move, he might say, "I'd like a short-term contract, which allows him to move uh, on a free once his contract is done." You know, some some sort of dynamic where you might see top players choosing this route rather than committing to five, six-year contracts like you know Hurricane and seeing what problems uh, it has caused for him this summer. Yeah, man. Obviously, um, the situation regarding Hurricane is mad, man. And like, like I say, there's a name that will keep on coming up, man. Obviously, there's been talks about his brother is agent, man. Um, and which, which is just mad, man. The people are actually asking, like, what experience does Hurricane's brother have in negotiating a deal with the most? Um, I think what's the word I'm looking for? Shrewd. Um, basically chairman in in football man because we know how daniel levy is we know how um i think thrifty is um we know basically he, he does his business really well and um obviously the this there's, there's a gentleman's agreement regarding hurricane um there are questions like why was that agreement not in writing man and there's also a question like obviously the gentleman's agreement some of the details that hurricane is actually insinuating him and his camp is that um the the talk was if a reasonable fee comes in for hurricane man um basically tottenham will sell and at the at the moment it doesn't seem like that 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 reasonable fee was actually stated 
there's there have been questions about the agents man um and that hurricane situation is actually a very unique one another unique one is the mbappe one obviously mbappe um uh, his dream of a dream of his is actually to play to play for real madrid we know that the tie is there that's why he actually idolizes cristiano but uh it seems that like he, him is also i think he's also ready to run down his contract we'll see if anything happens there i think psd are also working to extend his obviously they bought him for i think 176 million pounds um back in 2017 so um it's it's an entire story man it's an entire story there yeah <clears throat> Yeah man but um basically we have gotten to the end of the pod man I think 45 minutes and counting at the moment man um but thank you guys for listening but if you guys got to 45 minutes plus this has been the third world perspective um I think the fourth episode of TWP transfers covering transfers in and around Europe for you guys um I've been Pablo and Linus uh, we have been Pablo and Linus basically supports the podcasts um basically share the links follow us on twitter at thirdworldpod follow us on instagram at 3rdworld perspective follow me on twitter at pablo ikonero um this has been us man yeah it has that very <laughs> very you know good a good you know 15 minutes has been well spent i'd say <laughs> yeah man yeah man um obviously man we'll see you guys um in the next one man see you Bye.